are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism, Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agrotourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. I have with me today Jesse and Katie from uh, Wells Christmas Trees down in Norman, Oklahoma. Guys, appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. So I, a friend of mine actually just put up her Christmas tree, and I know we're recording this a bit early before it goes out, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I mean, we're not even, t- we just got into November, the day that we're, we'll be recording this. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of like, I said to um, my friends with, we walked into his house and his tree was up and I just kind of looked at him and he goes don't even ask <laughs> well, it <was> so funny. <laughs> but it's such a huge event it's a huge family thing and after Halloween the tr- some, some families put the tree up right Christmas mm-hmm. starts straight after Halloween um, so I'm sure it, you know Christmas is it's and I love on the website you know where you guys have an event coming up soon uh, you know with the with the one of my favorite Christmas movies as well, which we'll get into talking about Christmas movies, I'm sure. Uh, but <laughs> before we get into trees and the smell and how it feels and all those memories that come back from from spending Christmas at grandma's or, or family, whatever it is, uh, how do you guys meet? How do you guys get to Norman, Oklahoma? So I grew up just south of here uh, in Wayne, Oklahoma. Have you done any interviews from there yet? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Yeah, small town. And I came to high sc- or came to college here after high school and just fell in love with it. I mean, I've always loved Norman and just stayed here. So that's, gosh, that's been 28 years now that I've lived in Norman. I went up to Tulsa with some friends and she had just moved back from Phoenix and we by chance met. I mean, really, we just happened to be at the same place at the same time. Yeah. That's and our, yeah, our eyes met and... <laughs> We passed each other, and then uh, about a month later, we we started talking. And then on her birthday, it was July Fourth. We went and floated the Illinois River uh-huh. together with a couple other friends, and um, we started dating around that time. Mm-hmm. And that was in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So two thousand, so, we started dating. Mm-hmm. Jesse, so you went to OU, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then Katie, did you go to OU as well? Or were you in Tulsa the whole time? Were you, are you from Tulsa originally? No, I, I'm close. I'm from Muskogee. Okay. And um, I have, I was living in Tulsa when we met and um, I am a cowboy. I attempted to go to OSU and um, didn't finish. <laughs> Some <laughs> things were a little bit more important than studying and going to class. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we met and then we married, um, in September of 2001 mm-hmm. and then I, but I had moved to Norman in 2001 and I've been in Norman ever since. So I've lived in Norman longer than even my hometown. So I've been here yeah. almost 20 years, I guess. 
Is she yeah. still a cowboy fan, though? I'm still a cowboy fan. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I am as well. It's okay. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> you came all the way well, from England. I know. Well, I, but yeah, Norman's right. a great place. We'll that go. Some more awesome, awesome town. Got some great, you know, I've, I've had many people on the podcast from Norman uh, and it's just, you know, it, it is a great place and there is nothing like Norman on game day. It's a lot of fun down there. And yeah. sadly now yeah. with obviously that's going on, we can't tailgate and it's just a little different. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. so, so, so you guys meet, you come back to Norman and what are you guys doing in a, you know, what's work at that point? How old are you guys? Like, what, what, where is life at at that point? I was 26 when we met. So we married when I was 27. Um, I was still finishing up college. I took a long time. I had, I had kind of, I had taken a break too and then went back and um, I got a degree in computer science and finished up on my, when I was 28, we were married just a little, I mean, just maybe six months when I got my degree or a year and mm-hmm. just started working at a computer software company up in the city. And she yeah. was working at a, as a vet tech, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad's a veterinarian. So I've grown up <clears throat> working for veterinarians. My dad graduated from OSU. So I was raised like kind of half raised in Stillwater <laughs> going to basketball yeah. and football games. That's where my love for OSU came and um yeah and i was working as a vet tech and we were just young and stupid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm i am in that category like i mean i don't have kids i have two dogs uh and me and my wife have been married for for it'd be five years in february but yeah i'm just oh, turned awesome. 30 so like i'm still growing up uh mm-hmm. but so 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 you guys meet you get married you're you know you're both working living in norman having a great time mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think reading bios and stuff, you have your son, right? Uh, mm-hmm. son's mm-hmm. born. And so you are still working. Life is great. And then fast forward to like the 2013, you, you buy your land and you build your dream house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that yeah, kind of, yeah, we, how's that? I'm sorry. Well, we had always known, we both kind of grew up on kind of in the country and so knew that eventually we would like some land, you know, maybe two to five acres. So we bought 12 and um, we were really, it was a realtor friend of ours who came across the property and um, we were very fortunate that, um, you know, they were ready to sell. And so we even split some of the land. We weren't, we didn't want all of it. So we bought 12 acres out of, um, was it 32? Mm-hmm. And for a really good price, considering, you know, where the sure. property value in Norman and, um, and we didn't think that we would build a house for another few years. And our realtor said, Hey, I've got this, I'm friends with a builder. Why don't you just go in and talk to him and talk to a couple builders and just see. And, um, and we were able to build. So I think we bought the land in April of 2013 and mm-hmm. we started building on new year's day of 2014 and moved in in October of 2014. So just all of that was just so fast and something that we really thought would be like 10 years ahead. But even then we had no, no farming skills. We had no desire to farm anything we just wanted to be out here and and mow the grass and just kind of you know just have our space and do what we wanted yeah. um we had a little bitty vegetable garden at our other house and that was it and it all died <laughs> well, not all it all died it was hor- every garden we planted is horrible right. we've tried so hard we just the only thing i can grow is christmas trees yeah that's our thing i guess we can't do vegetables. no i've tried we, we i got watermelons you can go they they big huge watermelons and they never ripened up this year. 
Like mm-hmm. I've kept waiting and waiting and would wait two more weeks until the freeze. And now I just threw them away. But yeah. We yeah. Can be the neighbor's donkey. He loves them. Yeah. But, I don't have, yeah, a, I, don't have a, I don't have a green thumb at all. <laughs> I'm terrible at that stuff. Like, there's a lady in my, there's a lady in my neighborhood that has plastic flowers and I envy her because her yard looks <laughs> great all the time. <laughs> and she changes them out every few weeks. And they're great. So funny. And I'm just like, if you drive by, you can't really tell. But if you walk by a house, you can totally tell that they're not real. <laughs> Especially after the freeze and they're like perfect. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's my type of gardening. And I'm, yeah, it's my wife shares the same, you know, yeah. lack of ability that I do. Although she does try, uh, which yeah. I think she's lights money on fire by trying, but whatever. She can do what she wants yeah. to do. Uh, so, I mean, th- that is like a lot of people's dream, isn't it? You know, it's mm-hmm. two to five acres and then you buy 12. You're like, yeah, this is fine. We can, you know, we buy a mower and we can cut grass and, and it's just away from the city and, you know, you have your own little oasis and it's just yeah. nice to be able to do kind of anything you want, roughly, isn't it? Like, that's that's yeah. a great, you know, opportunity to have and, and like I said, build a house that you want to live in. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. See forever. So yeah, how how was the whole build yeah. process and all that? Because I know that can be that can be. I'm a real estate agent as well, so I know that can be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it turned out well, but it was it was a very difficult. It took them extra long. There was all kinds of issues. Obviously, if you've ever built a house, there's. <laughs> but the house turned out great, and nobody knows the issues but us. Like the defects in the house that you know. We, every time we walk in but nobody else ever sees it yeah it's gorgeous and there's nothing if there's any i mean anything that wasn't right it's just aesthetics you know it's nothing i mean everything's been perfect and yeah but yeah it's always a process and i drive i would drive my son lived out or my son lived out here my son went to school out here and so i end up driving by twice a day which was not (laughs) a good idea because i'm looking at it every day and and seeing progress or no progress and there were yeah. days even when I would drive by and I would just cover my face like put blinders on so I wouldn't see if you know no one has shown up for the seventh day in a row and um <laughs> so yeah but, so this is the house that's on the website too right in the pictures yeah. on the website yeah okay that's awesome so yeah because in the picture on the website you can see all the little trees around and you guys are walking around mm-hmm. it's great um yeah so, so yeah, you, you, you know, you get in the house, you move in, you're still working in, in your respective jobs and, and then you, you know, Christmas comes around in a few years and you think, you know what, we're going to go get a real tree. Mm-hmm. And I still, to this day, I don't think I've ever had a real tree. And cause I'm like kind of a typical man who doesn't like putting up things and bring, you know, I just like <laughs> needs to go up in 10 seconds and needs to come down. In 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but I do see the, you know, the reason behind going as a family and the experience and the whole thing, you know, the tagline that you guys have, it's all about the experience. I understand that. Um, mm-hmm. So where were you guys going when you picked that first tree and had that initial idea? Uh, it was a farm really like, five miles down the road from here and they're no longer in business. It was a really the guy retired and started a Christmas tree farm, which um, I mean, I understand now, but you know, it takes five years to even start a Christmas tree farm in Oklahoma because it takes five years to get a tree tall enough Mm -hmm. to sell. So, so I think he, he had been doing it for 15 years when he shut it down and which was the year after we got our tree there. So yeah, we um, went down there and I think Katie wanted a big tree for the house and and we were out picking on picking up a tree and she 
apparently when I was cutting down the tree, she had this great idea that we could do something like that. Um, and then we got in the truck and I had that same idea. I mean, honestly, I was, we were, we were heading back home and we probably were like a half a mile from the farm. And I was like, Hey, we should do something like that. And she said, Oh my God, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was like, that little bit was the spark that has really altered the course of our life for the last five years, six years now, or yeah, five and a half years. Yeah. And, and like you said earlier, like you don't have a green thumb, right? You don't, you know, you, like, so are you can't let that stop you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And, and I, I honestly, I mean, I know it takes a long time to, to grow trees, but I, again, naively didn't realize that it was five years. So, so you guys, I guess, straight from that moment, if you get home and, and you think, okay, how can we actually do this? Mm-hmm. And you already have the land, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. the hardest part really. Uh, yeah. So, you know, what, what are those first kind of moves and when you just start Googling how to. Yes. That's exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> literally what I did. I Googled that day, Googled Oklahoma Christmas tree farms. And the first thing that popped up was the Oklahoma Christmas tree association. So there's an association, never even heard of that. And so I logged on or, or got on their website and you could become a member, a member for 25 bucks. So I thought, well, 25 bucks. Yeah. Sign me up so we became members. And then I think um it well it must have yeah, so this was like Thanksgiving weekend or December of of Mm twenty fourteen, because every year in January the um Christmas Tree Association has a big meeting at the um horticulture industry show and it alternates between being in Tulsa and Fayetteville every year. So that's like the first week in January and the Christmas tree um, growers have their own little um, breakout. Yeah. Yeah, Their own little like breakout conference at that huge conference. And so we got contacted immediately and I think maybe we talked to someone on the phone, but they invited us to that. They said, you know, this is what you should do. And it's where all the other Christmas tree growers are. And, we were a little apprehensive because, you know, we're young and dumb and, and we thought these people have been doing it forever and they're 40. just going to laugh at us. Well, young ish. <laughs> I was 40. Yeah. <laughs> no, dumb, well, I, I, I know yeah. what you mean though. Cause most people who own Christmas tree places, like they, they, like they're retired, right? They're not like uh-huh. in the yeah. prime of their, they're not in the prime yeah. of their age, you yeah. know, off doing yeah. the business. Right. So you were the, yeah. the, the youngest guys there, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, we were. Yeah. And we found out, though, that all the old farmers that stuck with it, they're all crazy, too. Or else you wouldn't keep. They've told us, like, you got to be crazy. They told us several times. You guys what are, are you real, doing? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? But they were so nice and they were so welcoming. And we've made some amazing friends with all of them. And there's really there's not really any competition between us. Um, we help each other out without giving away all of our secrets sure. to each other. But, um, and then we had trees in the ground in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Was it that, was it a year later? I think so. Or was it no, it was, we, we had them in the ground in like two months, February or March of 2015. We've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gotta be, they're five years old now. Yeah. It was 2020. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was 2015. What does the website say, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, for everyone listening, you guys can go to that website, uh, wellschristmastrees.com. Uh, <laughs> it's so long we forgot when we started. It's like, And we haven't even sold a tree yet. One of oh, ours. That's funny. 
So this will actually, yeah, this is the first year. So this is the first year, which is great. Now, like you know, it's there's so many parallels, right, to like planting seeds and all. You know, there's it can be taken many ways. Uh, progress mm-hmm. and hard work, and all the rest, of it. watering. There's there's a million other phrases. Um, so so you leave there, but also Jesse, you became a very you became part of that association that day, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was that the day I became <laughs> vice president? Or something. Or did someone year. ask you about it? It was the next yeah. year. Was it the next year? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I knew it was. I thought they asked me before you had anything in the ground. I, I yeah. In the ground. So, oh, okay. So we didn't plant that year. Okay, we didn't plant that year. <laughs> he was right. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? I don't think Mike heard. I think you need to be louder. <laughs> <laughs> we planted in uh, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, because I was, it was odd. They, they made me the vice president before we ever planted a tree. So mm. right, had no, they were just ready to get a break. I mean, yeah. like we, I was in a meeting today and we could talk about that um, with the department of ag and, and three, four of the other members and the three of the farmers have started in the early eighties. And so, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 40 years ago, they've been, they've been growing trees around here, part of the association. Yeah. So we have a, it helped us out. We have a wealth of knowledge, right? And they've been very gracious with, with helping us and looking at our trees. And every time we're scared that we're doing it wrong, you know, they'll say, Oh no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So, Did reason. you guys have, uh, I guess any kind of entrepreneurial tendencies before this moment or did you just think, or have anyone in the family that's been entrepreneurial like to look up to? I mean, not, not really a little bit. Like I had done a couple cause I'm a, computer guy I'd done some websites and things like that and I had a few of those mm-hmm. going on the side and she had uh, she's a trainer and so she's done a little bit with fitness training and some other things you know but not to this level oh, no, no I this mean level. and and I kind of thought you know I like the comfort of getting a paycheck <laughs> you know I mean going to a place and getting a paycheck and not and I still do I still have a full-time job <clears throat> but um but I never envisioned and and it's been I mean for anybody you know, I don't know how to, what that spark is, but for anybody that's listening, I mean, it's been the greatest thing for me ever. I mean, I'm, it's pushing me and challenging me and, and it's a lot of fear and um, a lot of faith and just a lot of growth, uh, both in every area of our lives. I think, I mean, mentally, physically, um, emotionally, spiritually, it's a, it's a, it's fascinating. I, I wish I would have done it when I was in my twenties instead of forties. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you mentioned, you know, obviously you're, you're on the board and, and mm-hmm. you know, speaking like you did today and, and being with meeting with secretary of agriculture and, and all this kind of, you know, help that you guys have. So, so what, you know, what are you guys talking about? How do they help out? I mean, getting the guys together and, and all guys and girls together to talk mm-hmm. about this industry. And I guess a lot of, a lot of time is probably preserving the land too, because you have a lot of people who want to buy that land to develop and build or mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know, it's a nice shopping yeah. center or a strip mall wants to go in here, mm-hmm. but this is a great place for Christmas trees. So, how has that process been? I mean, you're still on the board, which is right, which mm-hmm. is a uh, yeah, know, it's five years or whatever. Yeah, I am the president now this year. I <laughs> they finally <laughs> moved me up, um, but uh, no. Um, so the farmers that that are in this, they're not going to sell their land. There's a, there's a gentleman in Edmond that has some very, very valuable land. Now he's got 80 acres just outside of Edmond. And, and really the only, I mean, it would not be, 
it would not make sense for another Christmas tree farm to come by that because it would cost so much for the land. So he's going to basically farm it as long as he can. And, you know, I don't know what'll happen after that, but, but we actually had a conversation with him just the other day and he was talking about that. So, you know, there's another one, um, that's sorghum mills up in Edmond and there's another one called all pines in Mustang and they were out all by themselves on 10 acres. And now there's just, it's, it's on Mustang road. It was Yukon, but it's Mustang road and they're just surrounded by housing additions. And like you said, strip malls and all this stuff. And, and then they have this little kind of oasis of 10 acres of Christmas trees in the middle. But yeah, that, that land is too valuable for somebody to come buy it and continue to do what they're doing on it. Yeah. So, so when you get into everything, and the trees start growing and you guys start mm-hmm. thinking, what can we do? I mean, we have to wait for people. I mean, you have to wait for these trees to grow, but you start doing other things as well with the land and, and creating an experience, right? And mm-hmm. being open for, for photography and, and stuff like that. So in the meantime, while the trees growing, what, you know, what are you guys doing? Are you just hanging around waiting or are you developing other ways to, to make income and stuff like that through the, the land and the trees? Yeah, well, we've, we have, I mean, we allow, or we're starting, I guess we should say, doing more private events out here mm-hmm. where people can just rent the farm. And, and we have this beautiful little setup down front where we actually sell trees. We also, we start, since our trees are just now going to be sold this year, we've been selling fresh cut trees from out of state for the last three years. So this is actually our fourth Christmas to be open just been um, bringing in firs, which you can't get in Oklahoma. Um, there's only a very few varieties of trees that we can grow here because of the climate. So we bring in Douglases and Frasers and Nobles and Nordmans and Blue Spruces and all that stuff from out of state and sell those on our farm. Mm-hmm. So that's really, uh, the, the beauty of that is that we've already got this really, really nice customer base and this following. So that's why this year we're only going to have 75 of our own because we started off small trying to learn what we were doing. And then we actually killed most of those, or I did. Um, <laughs> I planted 150 and I have about a hundred that lived. <laughs> so, um, so we're selling 75 this year and I imagine those will be gone the Friday that we open. Um, yeah. You know, last year we had, uh, we, we put trees in over 800 families homes last year. So it was a really mm-hmm. neat, it's been really neat. And that's just part of that thing too. There's this excitement and this rush and this fear of what's going to happen come November 27th. You know, who are they going to go? <laughs> are people still going to come out? And we've been doing movie nights outside of that. You know, we've been, we started doing movie nights. Um, it was actually my mother-in-law's idea. She said, y'all should show Christmas vacation out there. And I thought, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> that's more work, but people love it and they showed up. And so this Saturday, um, November 7th, I know this already aired, but mm-hmm. we, um, we have sold four or we will have sold 400 tickets for, outdoor movie out on the farm and it's so neat one one's been rained out we rescheduled it but every time it seems like the most of the time the clouds part the sun comes out soft blowing because it's november i mean it can be bone chilly you know and um and it's i think the low 143 but people just bundle up with blankets and we have hot cider and they cuddle up with their families and and watch a funny classic movie so and we're, yeah. we're doing, we did Goonies a couple of weeks ago and then we got a couple more Polar Express coming up and stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> like it's when you look back when you bought the land and you built the house and you just see how things have progressed to now, I'm sure you never imagined having 
movie nights for the people in the yeah. city to come and hang out on your yeah. your 12 acres yeah. and your dream house right i mean yeah it's really cool to have that and have that connection to the community and mean mm-hmm. so much to people that they, they they have a family night now on on something that you guys have created mm-hmm. yeah 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 and and working with nonprofits and you know we've had um, what with hearts for hearing mm-hmm Arts for Hearing was that they've done, they didn't do one this year because of COVID, but the last two years they've had huge uh, event out here for their clients and bring Santa Claus out. You know, it's, um, they do cochlear implants for children mm-hmm. and hearing aid, hearing tests and things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they had, um, I don't know, they brought like 200 people out last year and just, just the pictures alone, you know, you see all these families and all these children just having a good time running around and it was purely just for those families there was nothing else involved in that um, so it's yeah. pretty neat to to get to witness that this house and this land that we just live on has turned into something that can be useful to others and, and bring joy to others so mm-hmm. on on the kind of point of events do you guys have a christmas market this year yeah that's katie's <laughs> we did we had um so we had our first one was last year and um and I real I love those, you know, vendor fairs and, and, um, and we have several friends that, um, you know, have small businesses here in Norman and through, that's another cool thing that's happened is that through this, we've made so many, um, cool relationships with other local, you know, business people in Norman or local artists and crafters. And, um, um, that's been really, really cool and trying to support each other, you know, trying to go local as best we can when it comes to media and signs and coffee and, you know, um, just trying to really source from, from our community. And, um, and so I decided really in like three months, I kind of put it together last minute <laughs> last year and um, to have a vendor fair. So I, we had a gift shop. We, we got a gift shop and I've always wanted to do that. So it's got all of our merch and um, ornaments and just all kinds of Christmas stuff in there. And you should say um, on that, that gift shop, another, this is truly God's in the middle of all this. Um, a friend of mine who were pretty good friends, but not that good, but um, they anonymously bought us a gift shop for the farm last year. Really? Yeah. And yeah. it, I think, and she had told Jesse, I had the idea for the gift shop. I really wanted to do it, but I hadn't told Jesse and I hadn't talked about it yet. And then, yeah. and I knew finding it, it was going to be tough finding it. And I didn't know, I really didn't think we'd be able to do it last year, but then she wanted to make a donation. And so the, I'm not, I think it was the same day mm-hmm. that I had the idea for the gift shop or was really going to talk to him about it. She had this, well, you tell, cause you talked to her. Well, yeah. She just said um, that I had been on her heart and God had kept talking to her, you know, like for, I don't know, like a week or something. And she kept, she just said, it just kept coming in. I tried to ignore it and she had some extra money. I mean, their family is, their family is in, in good shape and they had some extra money that they would normally donate. <clears throat> and, um, and she just said, I kept coming into her mind. And so the amount that she wanted to give, I think we had already priced the gift shop or whatever, but the amount was identical to what we needed. And like, I hadn't told her about the gift shop or anything. And and it's just, yeah, it's really special. Um, Stuff like that happens to us all the time. I mean, not like just people giving us money, but just those connections. And, and I think cause we're trying to be um, faithful servants and just trying to help others and, Mm -hmm. and not like I, we're a new business. So we haven't, you know, we're not making money yet. I mean, as no any new business, there's that startup period. So this will be our fourth year. Um, 
hopefully this will be the turnaround year. <laughs> but um, but those things, like every time I think, oh man, we made a mistake, then these little things happen. And it's like and it's like somebody or something <laughs> is saying, no, just keep going, be faithful, yeah. keep walking, keep walking, and, and that continues to happen. And that was so with the gift shop, and then that's turned into like with her idea, which she'll you know, go ahead and finish <laughs> Christmas market story. Um, well, we just had the. <clears throat> we though we called it kind of like the grand opening of the gift shop too would be in that Christmas market. And I wanted to do it in September to kind of kick off our fall events. By that time yeah. we had Christmas vacation in November, Goonies in October and September is really kind of the earliest that we want to go. Um, because it, in the summer, it's just too hot to do anything outside. And then the springtime you have to contend with the weather so much. So we really kind of kick everything off in the fall. And so I contacted, I was able to bring in 15 vendors and I just wanted them to do okay. I just wanted them to say, yes, it was great. We'll come back. It was worth our time and, and, um, and, and put them in front of the community. And then, um, I also wanted to figure out some way for this to benefit animals. Cause obviously I have a huge soft spot, um, for mm-hmm. that. So, um, <laughs> and rescues really rescues cause rest animal really, really struggle. I mean, the animal shelter struggles too. And, um, but all of those things, you know, trying to save animals, is extremely expensive. Um, um, they fosters all the time. And, and so the Christmas tree farm, we give back to the community and, you know, we've tried to give, we've done toy drives or given back for kids and families. And, um, we, we get to give away trees. We get to give away trees to single moms every year. And so this, this market, I really wanted to make it about animals. And, and so we got a couple of rescues involved. We had puppy yoga with, um, <laughs> the, the puppies were all adoptable, um, rescues. And so I think, Four of them were adopted last year. We had 15 vendors. The vendors loved it, said it was great. The weather was great. And we think we had about 250 people come through. So it was a success. It wasn't any, it wasn't a moneymaker for us. It really isn't supposed to be. And then we were able to donate some of our admission proceeds to, um, an organization in Norman called the St. Francis Animal Resource Center. And, and they're a resource for owners. So owners can continue to, to take care of their animals. Like if they've on hard times, they can still their vaccinations and mm-hmm. they have a food pantry and um, they have a laundry day and um, they're just awesome. And, and a, a vet tech that I used to work with um, actually started that. So when we had the market this year, we wanted to expand it. So we had 30 vendors. We don't, we kind of jump from A to Z. I feel like in everything that we do, there's not much in between. We had 30 vendors and um, we still had the puppy yoga and we had at least a thousand people here. It was huge. It was packed. I it was really, just one day. It was just one day. It's a Saturday from 10 to four. And I really thought that we would have, you know, like waves of a crowd of people. And I'm not kidding you from 10 o'clock until four o'clock, it was packed and, but there was plenty of room to social distance. I think people were just excited to get out, to get outside. It wasn't crazy hot. They felt safe. Um, and then your backdrop is a Christmas tree farm. I mean, are you kidding? It just doesn't get any better. Um, but it was a huge success. And so we were able to give away more money. Um, seven dogs got adopted and then, and even some cats the next day. So, um, that was amazing. And then of course it, you know, it gets people out here and they see us and then, you know, we can let them know about the events coming up. Um, but the vendors loved it. They would love to come back. We want to go bigger next year. We had live music. Um, 
yeah, that's been awesome. Trick dogs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the disc dogs. dogs, we had tornado alley disc dogs out here. They did a presentation for us and that was super cool. We have food trucks, food trucks, I guess are our thing. We always have food trucks out here. <laughs> <laughs> we like having them out cause they feed us when they're exactly. out here. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, this, I mean, I'm a big food truck fan. So yeah, there's uh there's some great, great food trucks in uh mm-hmm. in the metro area and mm-hmm. yes they cook great food i'm sure because you're at their event you know they're at your event or whatever mm-hmm. they appreciate you guys they want to come back and yeah. they yeah. love to give out free food <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh tell me about the red truck is there a story behind the truck oh goodness so how deep do you want to go I don't there's know. a story behind everything there's a story behind behind everything. Everything. <laughs> figure that out with us <laughs> so did you hear about a story about the red truck no, I just, I'm a car, I just love cars and oh, okay. trucks. And I saw it and I was like, there's got, me being a car person, I know that there's a story behind it. You don't just buy a truck that looks like that, right? No. So, so and, and I honestly, I, I mean, every, every story seems to be touched by, somehow by miraculous things. I mean, or just, I don't call stuff coincidences anymore. I believe that, that things happen for a reason. And so I was actually, we had, a, our, our original logo was a Grand Wagoneer, right? Yeah, the Jeep Wagoneer the Jeep. with the wood paneling. That was gonna be, that was gonna be our logo because I wanted an old looking truck. And then um, I was asked another friend of mine that has a nonprofit asked me to give a talk on what was that called spiritual experience of being a tree farmer or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what the topic. Something was, it was but... it was talking about how he wanted it was a positive upbeat talk, and so he wanted me to talk about you know all the things that have happened to me in, in the tree farm. So anyway, it was at um, Will Rogers Theater on Western in Oklahoma city. And I had been looking for a red and white truck. And so I left the truck and I pulled out and I was supposed to go left, but to my right, this little red and white truck was sitting in front of a boutique. And these people had just bought that boutique and they were just using it for advertisement. It had an open flag on the back of it. And I thought, huh, I should go look at that. But my next thought was I don't have any money. <laughs> And it's probably not for sale. I mean, it looked like it did. It looked like it does now. I mean, it's yeah. just beautiful. And so I went over and I talked to the guy and um, it was just crazy. I looked, it had a for sale sign in the window. So I went over and went in and talked to him. And and I don't know why he did this. I, I mean, we talk occasionally still, but we're not friends or anything. I mean, like close friends. But he uh, he just said, look, he goes, I want you to have it. He goes, I didn't even, he hadn't even talked about price yet. He goes, I'll give it to you for what I got in it. And he had 10.5 on the window. So he sold it to me for 2000 less than that. Um, yeah. I shouldn't probably talk about cost on it, but it was just crazy. Cause I didn't even ask him about anything. He just said, yeah, he goes, I'll, you know, you guys are doing good. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. He goes, I just want to give this to you. And so I called Katie and I just said, Hey, I found a truck. And well, I, he sent me a text. Oh, I, oh, it was I? a picture of the truck with oh, the yeah. first sale sign in it. And I knew, okay. <laughs> to, uh, I knew what that meant. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, there's not, there's a, I've seen two or three around like it, but nothing like that, the red and white. And the, so the, the, the gentleman I bought it from, he was a home remodeler and they were remodeling a house and the people ran out of money and they were hoarders. So this truck had been buried underneath a bunch of junk for 15 years in a garage in that condition. He said when he drove out of there, the wheels fell off, fell off because the rubber was so rotted. So, I mean, he took it, he ran it through and did some updates on the motor and, you know, the interior. And then, so, I mean, it's been awesome. People love that truck. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, a, it's such a cool thing to just have on, on, on the land to take pictures with it. I mean, yeah. you know, just whatever it is, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, 
is just they don't you don't see cars like that anymore yeah. you don't see them like yeah. like you mentioned you don't see them like done that well and in red and white especially with christmas mm-hmm. it just all comes mm-hmm. together yeah so. and i put a big air horn in it so when i drive down i can blast it <laughs> <laughs> you have to do that you've got to make people yeah. jump and turn heads right mm-hmm. that's the whole, the yeah. whole reason mm-hmm. um, you're not looking at me right so yeah. so i i love all this like this is really cool like just you know coming from just going to pick up a tree you know mm-hmm. and having this idea and both of you having this idea at the same time and thinking yeah like why not let's just just jump head head first in and do this uh and now we're we're coming to when the trees are going to be sold for the first time this year uh mm-hmm. that's yeah. really special and you have all these events coming you know you've got um the, the movie nights you've been having and these fall events and, and the gift shop mm-hmm. and, and just having this experience mm-hmm. that you've created for the city of Norman and, and people that want to drive to you. It's pretty special to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I know we mentioned earlier, you know, agro-tourism have been a huge, huge help uh, mm-hmm. and a huge part of everything and not just you guys, but a lot of other businesses. But what has that yeah. been like being a part of, of kind of agro Oklahoma agro-tourism and then just being you know in partnership with them and on board with them okay they're they are great um Michaela and Whitney have and even Mary Ruth before them um I'm sure you know all these people but they are just amazing um the stuff they go above and beyond for all the farms I mean they I I would say we're their favorite Christmas trees not (laughs) us personally but Christmas trees are their favorite but um I shouldn't say that but they probably tell everybody that but um but they have just, I mean, we, like I said, the meeting we had today was with um, the, uh, it was just an in- informal meeting with the secretary of agriculture and, um, and the head of the forestry department um, to talk about seedling sources. Cause our big deal in Oklahoma is we want to obviously sell trees that were planted here. I mean, from Oklahoma and grow here cause I mean, just cause we're Oklahomans. And, and so we just, we worked, you know, through some, um, uh, miscommunication we'd had and we got, I mean, everything when we left there, it was awesome. And, and we owe all that to department of agritourism. They took that on. They helped us craft a letter and they helped us get in front of the people we need to get in front of to, to work the stuff out. And when we left there, everybody was happy. And, and I got some new contacts in the forestry department and we all, you know, and the, and the association's better for it. Um, it's definitely, um, I feel like they've helped bring the uh, association together more and, and helped us. Um, we're actually growing now. I guess at one time I, heard, I learned today um, back in the eighties and nineties, there was 120 farms in the association wow. and they got down to 17. There's about 35 right now. So, so it's been really neat. And I think we owe a lot to, to those, those people. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, this has been great learning about what you guys do and everything, the experiences that you guys create, uh, you know, and just everything. And and I'm sure the reviews are great and seeing smiling faces just makes you guys feel so good for what you have. But for everyone listening, opening day is November the 27th, Friday after Thanksgiving. Come out because they're not going to last very long. Your trees aren't going to last very long. And obviously you have others as well as well as the gift shop and stuff like that. Uh, and then on Instagram, you guys are at Wells Christmas Trees and then Wells Christmas ChristmasTrees.com. For everyone listening, I'll put the links to that down below. Uh, but final question, uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? You go first. Oh, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then close second, Elf. Yes. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, that that scene of him just going down on that skid plate through down the <laughs> straight into the thing, my favorite scene ever. Oh, so yes. good. I'm going to have yeah, to watch that more than, yeah. I'm going to have to watch that yeah. soon. It's just the best. But guys, this has been a pleasure. Is there anything that we missed that we, you want to talk about before we, uh, before we wrap this up? So I know, I know you guys have like, so you, so you guys do events for photographers, right? People can't come out and have family yeah. photos and, and, and at the farm and yeah. then take pictures. And, uh, yeah. And we, we will allow photographers to book the whole day. They'll shoot a whole day of minis. Um, so, I mean, I th- it seems like they book about 15 in a day and just back to back to back and sure. and there's plenty of room. So we have, usually we keep it to two or three at a time, right? Yeah. Cause we there's, don't, there's oh, room man. for more than one. Cause they, cause that gives them access to the entire property, not just the trees. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and then we hope to, in you know, several years down the road have a oh, wedding yeah. event, um, mm-hmm. build a wedding event out here yeah. and, um, a venue. Thank you. <laughs> You. <laughs> <laughs> you just have events on the brain build a wedding venue out yeah. here and um so we just um yeah. we like to host we like to have people and um and create this space for them and yeah. um and we were doing it with our friends. I mean, we, yeah. our friends, we have a get together every new year's day and just invite every one of our friends out here and eat black eyed peas, you know, for good luck. Cause we've that's, done that for like 15 years now. And we've, our house is not huge. I mean, it's, it's a good sized house, but we'll have like a hundred people show up and just hang out in our house on new year's day. And so we've always yeah. enjoyed that. So it's just cool. And like you said, like from this idea of cutting down a tree to just, whenever I get a break, whenever we're busy, and I can just walk down the road and just see our property full of people laughing and having a good time. And they're, she always talks about how they're not on their phones. <laughs> you know, they're hanging yeah. out and actually visiting with each other and enjoying the outdoors instead of just put their face down in their phone. So, okay. so that's pretty cool. And, um, and we actually, yeah. So we're doing another, what's the name? I never can remember the name of the nonprofit that's doing a movie in two weeks. The assistance league assistance league for operation school Bell. for operation school bell so they came out this was just a neat deal of how these things keep happening they came out and um to look at doing a movie out here on the 19th and um when we were wrapping up we told them about the wedding thing and the lady one of the ladies that that helps with that is uh caterer and and i turns out i know her um, cousin's husband really well and anyway, so she was like, would you like to host a reception in May? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just, these things just continue to happen. So, yeah. so we, I, I, it's like, we get these ideas and then something kind of pushes us in that direction. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows if that's May, who knows what's going to happen, but it seems like it always works out mm-hmm. for the best. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You got to Like, you got to keep putting things out there, right? You got it. That's the power of just mm-hmm. kind of, cause you never know who's listening. You never know who has connection mm-hmm. to what, and you just keep telling people yeah. your plans and, and like, you're right. Things just keep falling in, uh, you know, just coming out of nowhere, but you've kind of been talking about it, but not directly talking about it, which is really yeah. cool. Cause when they do happen, it's yeah. a huge surprise. Um, yeah. but no, that's yeah. awesome. This is, this has been really and cool. I- and I know, go ahead. Oh, as I say, and I've, my philosophy that I try to stick to when I, I mean, when I'm not overwhelmed with the business side of it, you know, is that I want anybody that we come into contact with either business wise or just a personal level. I want them to be, have a, um, what's the word? I want them to be more, I want them to have more benefit. Oh, that's the word I'm looking for. Whoever we come into contact with, I want their experience to be 
better, if not the same as mine. Like I want them to benefit more yeah. from our interactions. So it's like when I go into, a, and if I need something and I go in, how can I help you? Here's what I need, but what can I do for you? Then it's like, people just kind of open up the doors and be like, well, here, take it. You know, I mean, I got a, yeah. a friend that I was just getting some pallets from that's who I, who has the party rental place. And he was just like, whatever you need, just let me know. I mean, I just, you know, I met him for like 20 minutes and I just, it's just neat how that stuff keeps happening. But like you said, it's when you say yes and then see what happens and then wait yeah. for the opportunities. It's uh, just that kind of the philosophy of just giving more than you take. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Right. <laughs> you summed it up quite well, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I've been no, doing this perfect. a long time. <laughs> I'll remember that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it's just, you, you, you know, you always, you can always, you feel, and people who are used to giving and work either for nonprofits or whatever it is, but people who just give generously anyway, uh, it is true that you feel better when you give things away and give to people. Absolutely. It's kind of like to a point where you almost want to do it selfishly because you feel better than, you know, when you're giving, mm -hmm. you're giving away and you're used to it. But um, it is, it, it, you're all right. And there's a lot of things, um, you know, and it, it's faith-based. It can, it can be faith-based. It cannot be faith-based. People are just great mm -hmm. humans yeah. and we live in a great state yeah. and people are amazing and, and smile a lot and do great things just out of the blue, just because they feel like it, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's why I love living here. Um, but guys, I, I mean, I, I thank you so much for your time. I wish you all the success yeah. for this Christmas season. And then obviously, you know, getting into the getting into the profit numbers going forward and building this business mm -hmm. out and uh i'll keep an eye on the website for the events and um if my wife gets off work one night we'll have to come down and check it out oh, so please. maybe yeah, this year love. maybe this year i might have to get my first christmas tree we'll see i don't I have to ask so, start small but, we got yeah. a little 18 inch live tree that's in a pot you can get that and I, I don't feel that, that would be perfect. <laughs> I could put a little star. <laughs> well, you come <laughs> down and we'll take care of you for sure. I will definitely. So uh, for everyone listening, I'll post all the links. So you guys can go and check out Wells Christmas trees uh, in the description down below. And if you really want a tree, you're going to have to get there early on the 27th. So uh, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agrotourism uh, for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism. Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agrotourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston. Mixed by Alan Brown with music by Chad Duro.